When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. It's the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast. As promised in the new year, we are going to be with you every single week from now until the end of the NBA season. But for the most part, we might take a week or two off, but we're back. It's content. It's Adam. It's TJ, the fellas. What's happening, boys? What's going on, Chris? Great. Turn this mic oh, on. You know, then I there can speak. Go. What up, baby? What's up, hey. people out there? Restart? We're back. Do you want to restart? Yeah, yeah might as well. I kind of like that, though. You know, it's 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 real. It's the realness of the. the it, it, is, it is the podcast. total realness. It's, realness. it's the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody! And uh, there's a lot going on in the association. Yeah. Um, we were gonna bring, come to you last week when everyone was on the scoring binges. <laughs> Luca with a sixty twenty triple double. Spider went seventy one, which is unbelievable. It seemed Embiid. like there was a forty or fifty point night uh, every single night in the league. It's calmed down a little bit, but we are at the halfway point uh, of the NBA season. Boston, your number one team in the East, has played exactly forty one games, twenty nine and twelve. Denver's played 20. They're uh, uh, 40, excuse me. They're 27 and 13. Uh, as we look at the standings, guys, halfway through the season, uh, are teams where you thought they'd be? Like, do you think it was Boston and Brooklyn and Milwaukee and Philly as the top four in the East? Was it Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, and Dallas in the West? Are things shaking out now that we're at the halfway point, as you thought, Adam? Well, you know, Brooklyn was kind of left for dead at the start of the year. They looked very mediocre to not even making the playoffs potentially. And they've kind of come out of nowhere. They found their groove ever since they fired Steve Nash. And that's that's a dangerous team right there. So they, they're kind of unexpected. I mean, you still have two, two of the top 15 players in the league with Durant and Kyrie. But... You never knew what the rest of the team was going to provide right. in terms of the injuries, in terms of Seth Curry coming back. But that team's legit now. So they're they're in the mix. Uh, the top four for the East, yeah, pretty much, uh, I'd say, are expected. Uh, for the West, though, the Pelicans obviously were a question before the season in terms of is Zion going to be healthy? That was the big question. You knew CJ would always be a solid player. Uh, but you didn't know what you were going to get out of Zion. So the Pelicans have been a surprise. The Warriors are completely underperforming right now. I predicted them to win the championship before the season started. Weirdly, I still think they will win the championship right oh, now. Oh, really? Even with their, with their mediocre 20 and 21 oh, record. Oh, interesting. Uh, but them not being in, in the top four is a surprise to me. 
And I'd say, I'd say the Clippers also, TJ. The Clippers are not looking as good as I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be in the top two in the West. So that's kind of a surprise to me. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think right now. Yeah, TJ, uh, East, I, I think we all could have predicted what the top four in the East would look like at the halfway point, uh, as Adam said. Uh, Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Boston. But the West, gosh, the West is going to be so, so fun, I think, in the second half of the year. Uh, and Denver, I think. Denver and Memphis are separating themselves. Higher register? What do you think? I'm kind of looking uh, to at what Adam just said about Golden State, and I wanted to check something. You know, Steph went down on the 14th, right? Yeah, he played last night. He played uh, so last night. We're taping this on Wednesday. So – in the games that he missed, when you thought that if the wheels were going to fall off, it was going to happen when he was out, they – let me just make sure I got this right. One, were they, were two, they 500? Three, How many four, games five, did six, one, two. They had a They five were like game. six and six. So yeah. they, they played 500 ball. They, they kept things afloat when Steph was gone, and now he's back. Again, I'm just going to keep – much like with Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what the team's record is – when it counts and when the money's on the line, you're probably going to put your faith in Tom Brady, right? Sure. Same thing with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and this Golden State team. Yeah, they can, you know, they can mess around. They can juggle lineups. They can, you know, take some DNP coaches' decisions. But when we get to crunch time and when the playoffs are, you know, right there and it's time to really get busy. I don't think anyone in this room or anyone's really worried that the Warriors won't be able to like turn it up a notch. So I, I feel like, you know, their their goal, a team like them, and also with the Clippers, I think is just to get to the playoffs healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not quite worry about where you're seated. And then you hope that you have your full rotation intact. You hope that your health is good. And then you start playing. I know Rich is like a big He's really down on a lot of the NBA players who sit out back to backs and, right. you know, and I, to a certain extent, I get it. Look, I don't have kids, so I, I never use the, you know, families and kids are coming here to see you and this might be their one time. That just doesn't, it's not applicable to me, but I understand it. But I also understand that, like, you want to have your best players healthy when the playoffs come. So, I can understand both sides of the argument. I can understand people who get mad about it, and I can also understand why the the teams might be a little hesitant to put their stars out there for 82 games. Yeah, just talking about that real quick, I think it's just there's so much more money involved now than even when Michael Jordan played. You know, that was Jordan's whole thing, right? Like, I never know who's going to be seeing me for the first time, Mm -hmm. but I want to put on a show. Like, dude played more 82-game seasons than any superstar, you know, we can remember in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. But – there's so much money now involved, and these franchises are worth so much that, yeah, you got to protect your asset. It's asset protection. So, if, look, if Kawhi's not healthy enough to play more than twice a week, then so be it. That's how it's going to be because, you know, as, as we play the clip, the, the soundbite all the time, it's all about the Larry OB. So you need these guys for the playoffs. You need them for the finals. You need them you know, to ultimately win the the top prize, which is that Larry O'Brien trophy. So, yeah, it sucks. You don't know who's yeah. going to be playing kind of game to game when you're dealing with some of these types of players. 
Other guys, you don't have to worry about it. You know Tatum's going to play every night. You know Luka's going to play every night. Well, I didn't know I didn't know Luka was going to play. That's that's the thing that kind of bothered me yesterday. I wanted to go see Luka play so bad, and he was questionable going into the game yesterday against the Clippers. Oh. So I decided not to buy a ticket. He decides to play, and he drops 40-plus. <laughs> <laughs> to say I was bitter would be an understatement. I wanted to go see him play. Well, you can pay three. Risk it. You can pay three times the price you want to see them play the Lakers tomorrow. I'm good on that. <laughs> but also, just about the the Warriors, TJ. You know who's really starting to ball out is Clay Thompson, and I think that's one thing that we kind of had a question mark about coming into the season. Clay, you know, had a few moments in the playoffs last year, but it wasn't like Clay is back before the injuries. You know, he did miss two years, obviously, but. Clay has been throwing up some big numbers, guys. Just just look at his last five games, 29-31, the big 54 explosion uh, against the Hawks, 30-29, and 29, you know, losing efforts the last two nights. But Clay is really picking up the slack. He's really starting to find that rhythm and that groove, and he's starting to look like the Clay Thompson that we know. So to your point. It takes time to yeah, recover from and, stuff and, like that. And to your point, like, Golden State, yeah, they're one game under 500, but if they're in the top eight, do you want to play them in a seven-game series? Yeah, absolutely not. So could they knock off Memphis? Could they knock off the Pelicans, whoever ends up being the three? Are they, if they're the six in a 6-3 matchup, are you going to pick against them? No, no way in, no way in hell. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That team has all the experience. They just need to be healthy if they're healthy and Clay is the way he's starting to play. That that team is very, very dangerous. And I think they're just kind of coasting for the rest of the season. Obviously, they need to play well enough to, you know, be in the playoffs. But I think they'll start to turn it up towards the last 10, 15 games of the season. And hopefully they'll be able to find a groove uh, so they have their rhythm going into the into the playoffs. But everyone's chasing Denver, right, in the West? Do we think they're the best team in the West, TJ? <sighs> they got one of the best players. I don't know if they're necessarily the best team. Um, but God, that, he's so good. They're so I, good. I, like, just, he's just... it. It's hard to explain, right? Because it is hard there's, to explain. there's nothing <laughs> yeah. flashy about right. what he does. And he doesn't look like Giannis. He doesn't have rippling muscles. No, and he can't jump out of the gym. Can't jump and, out of the gym, but he does every single thing yeah. well. His passing is insane. Well, I shouldn't say defense. He's not necessarily... a. A defender, but offensively, it's like this. This guy's amazing, and this team is interesting. You gotta wonder though, right? If Jamal Murray doesn't blow his knee out, Ugh, right? Where is this team? Because we're talking about another guy, right? Who's now starting to come back, like almost two years after his knee injury. You wonder, man, where would they be if that? Because remember. Remember Bubble Jamal? Dude, he oh, put he up 50 amazing. pieces all <laughs> he was, over the place. He was a problem. And Bad so problem. you got to kind of wonder where they would be if, if, if the injury bug hadn't hit them. And Michael Porter Jr. Well, the thing about Michael Porter Jr. is he he had the back issue right after high school, through right. college. So you've never really got to see peak Michael Porter Jr. We don't really know how good he really could be just because he's never been fully healthy He's shown some glimpses, but right? that's that's a guy who can be the X factor for that team in the playoffs. Right. He's a guy who can score thirty points and be the leading scorer, even ahead of 
Jokic or Murray in any given game. So I think he's the key. If he is healthy, that team definitely has a chance to come out of the West. Yo, and Aaron Gordon has been awesome mm-hmm. for this team. I Bones mean, he, he's averaging 17. Bones has been awesome. But you just look at their roster. Like, they have so much depth. They have eight guys averaging double figures, seven guys averaging double figures. I got to disagree, though. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is the – I mean, looking at his stats, he's had 30 points one time in the last two months. He, he missed a lot of time. He missed he's, a lot of time. I just out, I don't know that that's the guy that you can go. He's the guy who's going to carry us when healthy. Nobody can though. I'm saying in any given game he but can what, score thirty. What, what gives you the impression that he can when when the lights are on and it's big time? Like what has he done to make you go to make that statement? I'm just curious. Like what have you seen to make you go? Pretty, yeah, that's the guy. I'm pretty sure that he he did that type of stuff uh, in the bubble a couple of years ago. Where he was scoring a bunch of points. Let me check. I feel like he was good in the playoffs last year too. But yeah, I mean, look, I see your point. Flashy, all kinds. He's a great shooter, good outside shooter. You yeah, but I the, don't know if I'd say like obviously this team is only going to go as far as Joker takes him. You know, like, I don't know. That's been kind of the knock though, right? On Denver the last few years, yeah, it like has Joker's been, been MVP back to back, but they, they haven't get, done it, and they get bounced in the first yeah. round. And so I think that was McLovin's point last year. of, you know, in making the case for Embiid for MVP, it's like, look, are you really the MVP if your team loses in the first round? Regular season award, I get it. All the advanced mm-hmm. stats point in his direction. I mean, look, could Joker win a third MVP? Sure. If they have the best record in the West and he's averaging a triple-double like he is right now. Do you believe, though, that they will give him a third MVP? Because something tells me I can't see that happening. I mean, Giannis had better stats. Yeah, the year he didn't win, right? And that was one something I remember you consistently bringing up. And by the way, bringing up Michael Porter Jr., yeah, in the bubble, he had games where he had 37 points, 30, 27, 28. So, yeah, he had some pretty big games there. Oh, Michael Porter can for sure fill yeah. it up. I, I don't know if he's going to give you 30 every single night. like some, No, but I'm just saying he can. Superstars, though. but he can. Yeah, he's definitely an X factor for them. I'm just surprised that they're kind of leading the West right now, to be honest. I mean, I think coming into the season, we all thought it was going to be Memphis. Um, we all thought Phoenix. Well, I mean, they're really. tied with Memphis, so really it is. That's what I mean. Well, yeah. well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm just surprised that Denver is kind of keeping pace. That's, I guess that's what I mean. Well, I think the thing gets back to what we talked about earlier. It doesn't seem like a lot of whole, a whole lot of DMPs on, on Denver either. Those guys seem to play. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing. They're, playing. they're not like the Clippers. Yeah. They're not sitting guys out. They're not dysfunctional like the Lakers who are sitting at, you know, 12th place right now. Um, they haven't necessarily overachieved like the Jazz. They're, you know, a perfectly fine team, and I just don't know that they're championship caliber. And when you look at Memphis, though, they've 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 had guys miss a lot of games. I mean, Jaws missed seven games. Mm-hmm. Desmond Bain has missed half the season. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson has missed 16 games. Uh, you know, a lot of their big players, guys who could fill it up and play a lot of different roles for them, uh, are missing time, and they're still right there. Kind of going back to what we talked about last year about Memphis, TJ, is that they're a really good team. Deep, they Chris. Play, they're deep, yeah. and they play really well mm-hmm. uh, with guys out. Yeah, which, like Jaw. Remember last year, Jaw, they went, I, you know, I'm going to throw a number out here. It's but it was something like 19 and 4. Yeah, like it, that. It, it was, a crazy it was ridiculous. Number. They yeah. were just as good without him as they were with him. Right. So that's a deep team. That's a well-coached team. Yep. And that's a team, man, that just, you better bring your hard hat every time. Yeah. Cuz they're coming and they're you know they're young, they're a little bit cocky. Yep. Yeah, maybe a little too cocky like the Warriors will probably tell you. Yeah. But you know what man, Memphis they they don't have any fear and they're another team where you know you better you better bring it.
It's mad fun. Plan. I got to say, Adam, I, I love seeing new teams in the mix, especially in, in the West. You know, I love seeing Denver and Memphis, and we haven't even talked about the Pelicans yet, and Dallas finally being up. I mean, look, they're in a battle to maintain that four spot. Mm-hmm. They're only four games over 500. Um, there's, you know, the difference between them and Utah at 10 is only three games. Uh, so we're there, you know, there might be a lot of shake up there in the West, but I like seeing, I like seeing these different teams. It's not just the Clippers and Suns and Warriors and Lakers and, and, and the, the King. We have to talk about the Kings also. And the Kings, the Kings are one of those one super of the fun teams. teams of yeah. The year. yeah. You have, you have De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. That's a, that's a fun young team right there. And those fans in Sacramento are some of the best fans in the entire NBA. And they have not had it good for really the last 20 years since the C-Web, yeah. Mike Bibby days. And now that Asia. team, yeah, they're finally starting to find their 20 group. years? My goodness, really the time nice flies, yeah, man. It's, it's Holy crazy crap. to think about. Um, you know, they made one of the worst draft blunders in history recently, drafting uh, Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. And Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they'll ever get over that, Ooh. but but they have to uh, figure it out somehow. And that team. Hey, Adam, not to interrupt you, you can't. Like, like I say with Chris, with when it comes to Tatum or anyone that the Sixers miss, when you make a, a bonehead move like that, you cannot overcome it. That's just something you're stuck with for uh, yeah, 15 to 20 years. But the thing about the Kings is, too, is they're so fun. You probably can't name more than two people on that team. Like, yeah. everyone knows Fox is on there. Fox. Oh, they made the Sabonis trade last year. But like, Harrison like, Barnes. Like, who, are their, who is their supporting cast? Oh, yeah, Harrison Barnes, 15 a game. Kevin Hurst, 16 a game, averaging, what, a few threes a, couple a, threes, a night? Yeah, a couple Keegan, Keegan Murray, Murray nice rookie. Malik Monk has been awesome. Like, they're a team, they just fill it up. They're leading the league in scoring right now. They're a, fraction, a couple fractions ahead of Boston. Like, they have been such a fun team mm-hmm. to watch. It's like... Oh, in fantasy, I need someone on that team because I know they fill it up. <laughs> oh, if I'm laying a little action tonight, oh, the Kings are playing? What's about the over? Like, it's just one of those things that are so cool to just check in and, and see what's going on. Now, look, halfway through the season, great story, 21-18. and 18, They're in the playoffs. Can they keep it up uh, for 82 games? We'll see. Yeah. But, but so far, yeah, they're definitely one of the feel-good feel good stories of the year. By the way, they have... Matthew Delavidova on that team, who really? I, I did not know he's been in the league for the last five years. Oh yeah, Delhi's yeah. still there. Yeah, Delhi is on the Sacramento. Does Kings. he play? Not really. I'm looking at his <laughs> at his uh, numbers right now. He's played 17 games, started zero um, minutes per game, six minutes a game. So he's still on the team, but one of the the classic. Uh, Amazing finals performances for a player you never would expect back in the day on the <laughs> yeah, Cavs. Yeah, right. Also, TJ, remember when we talked in the, earlier in the year, like like guys who uh, didn't understand teams that didn't understand the assignment. For... <laughs> I, I think you're <laughs> yeah. going right where I was about to go once we were done with the Kings. You're about to get to the Jazz. About right? to get to the Jazz. <laughs> I'm so the Jazz. You. So the Jazz are starting to understand the assignment. Like <laughs> as awesome as Laurie Markin it is, I think what do you have like 29 and 16 last night? That dude has been unbelievable. I can't believe he's on stupid Rich's fantasy team. Like. <laughs> And now the Jazz are in the 10 spot. They're 21 and 23. They're eight games back. You know, the Lakers are only uh, a half game behind them. The Thunder are a game and a half back. They're starting to understand what's, what, <laughs> what their mission is this year is get in the bottom four, have the best odds for, for Crown Vic. You know, look at San Antonio, look at Houston, look at Detroit, look at Charlotte, and just that's your goal. Get in the top four, have a shot at Crown Vic. 
Well done, Jazz. I, I salute mean, you. They're four and seven. They're <laughs> yeah, they're four and seven. Their last eleven. I I don't think this team is going to fold though, man. Like, I know that's the that's, no, the, the, that's the thing. That's the they, they have Danny two Ainge. good a player. Yeah, like Mark is too good. good. Jordan you Clarkson's know, too good. I'm looking at their stats and I'm like, uh, they definitely overachieved. That and that yeah. was my whole thing. Like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. But we always got to remember as fans. Sometimes we go, oh, this team's gonna they're gonna tank or. This team's going to fold or this team doesn't want to win. These are still grown-ass professional men who are dogs who, like, they don't care about some kid playing in high school or college. Like, they're trying to win. French travel team. You know, we we go back to football. Like, all the Jets had to do was lose, and you would have – Trevor Lawrence on your Trevor team. Lawrence. And it's just like, they were like, no, I'm not Houston losing. Texans, thank you, Lovey, for the Bears. Yes, yeah. the Bears have the like, back. These guys just, they don't want to go out there and lose. And you, like I said, marketing, 25 and nine a game, you know, no, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, Kelly Olenek, who is another one of those guys. It's like, man, this guy just, he keeps hanging on and he has a very productive uh, NBA career. Yeah. Um, like I said, Mike Conley running the show. Jared Vanderbilt is a guy who goes goes out there, you know, scores about eight a game, but he gets you like seven, eight boards, blocks some shots, plays defense. Shout out to shout out to the Jazz for not folding is all I'm saying. Good for them, <laughs> man. Because the writing was on the wall oh, yeah, for no, them, and they were like, no, nope, not going to do it. No, not no. not going to do it. Not going to do it. All right, since we're here, we're in the West. Let's just get it over with. we got to talk about the Lakers. <laughs> uh, they're three games under, 19 and 22, uh, but they have won. They're playing a little bit better they than have won, man. Yeah, they have won six out of ten. They actually have been playing really well. They had won five in a row uh, until they lost to the Nuggets the other night. They play the Mavs and Luka uh, tomorrow on Thursday on TNT. And, man, like, let's just be honest, dude. LeBron is freaking killing it, man. Mm-hmm. It's year 20. He's not out there every night. I know he's missed, you know, he's missed nine games, but he's averaging 29, <laughs> 8, and 7. Like, Unbelievable. It's, it's, just, it's just stupid. And then, like, some of the run uh, that he's had lately, I mean, 37, 40. He had the back-to-back games of 43 and 47. Um is it going to be enough, though? Like, it is kind of LeBron's unbelievable out-of-this-world year 20 season. Is it going to be enough to get the Lakers into the playoffs and, and win a playoff series? Well, I think it just all depends on if Anthony Davis is healthy. That's everything. Because when that guy is healthy, you saw earlier in the season, he was tearing it up. Yeah, he was crushing He would score 35 points, 18 rebounds, three blocks, uh, numbers like that. So he needs to be healthy. The problem with him is that is not – that is not reliable at all, him being healthy. Right. So without him, they're going to struggle to get in. I want, I, I'm not a Laker fan at all. In fact, I don't like the Lakers, but I want to see them in the playoffs because you want to see LeBron in the playoffs. He doesn't have that many more years left in his career. Yeah. And every chance you have him to see him play in the playoffs is, is a great opportunity because he can score 50 points potentially in the playoffs. He can go off. He's fun to watch. He's an amazing player, one of the greatest of all time, obviously. So you want to see a guy like that at least reach it and see what he can do. But that team... They're just not it. Like, I could see them winning a couple games in the first round if they get in against like a Memphis or a, or a Denver. But beyond the first round, I I would be shocked if the Lakers made it past the first round. At but this wait, point. let's just say let's just say they're the ten. Let's say they they get in and they're the last team in the play in. Right? Uh, is that you know? Do they have one game in them to beat Phoenix? 
can they beat the Clippers? What if it's Clippers Lakers seven oh, ten? TJ. Well, statistically two- speaking, the Lakers have lost to the Clippers. <laughs> I think eight nine games in a row. Oh really? Yeah, it's been it hasn't even been a, a contest. So, yeah, I would say no. But again, like Adam said, if Anthony Davis is healthy and balling at the by the way, did you see the injury, how he got hurt? It was, like, so weird. He was, like, jumping. He's in midair. Yeah. His foot hits. Uh, was it Joker's foot? Or it was someone's foot? Yeah, they were playing, they were playing Denver. And yeah. his foot just hits the other guy's leg, yeah. and his foot twists and snaps a bone in his foot. Like, that's just, you're just snake bit at that point. Because I can't remember ever. The, I think the other weirdest injury that I've seen like that, I was trying to think, like, has there ever been something else that weird? I can't really think of anything. A guy just yeah. remember um, uh, Julius Randle when he was a rookie with the Lakers. His like I think first or second week he went up for a dunk and actually kicked himself in his own leg <laughs> and he broke his leg. Like that's the, the that's the only other thing that 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 I think could, you can compare to like and something it, and so it's weird. Bad because obviously we've seen the talent. We, we know how good he is. Mm-hmm. Was he having an MVP season? He was. He was in, in the just starting to get into the group, yeah. You know, and it's just kind of a, you know, I'm not obviously I'm no Laker fan, so it's like boohoo, but you know, it is kind of a shame. I'm not a Laker fan, but I'm a fan of basketball, yeah, so and I'm a fan of greatness. So best, right? yeah, and if this guy who we all know, if he were healthy, it would change every discussion that we have about who is the best player in the league. Yeah. You know? Uh, all right, let's go to the East real quick, and then uh, we'll get out of Dodge for the week. Adam, what's up with the Bulls? 19-22. and 22, uh, They're in that 10 spot in the play-in as well, but uh, not the season you thought you'd be having I this hate year. this team. <laughs> I hate this team so much because <laughs> last year we could not beat one good team throughout the regular season. <laughs> right. This year we end up beating you, you only the beat Celtics. Good te- yeah, yeah, we only, beat, only good teams. beat good teams <laughs> right. this year. We beat, I think we beat the Celtics twice, yep. Brooklyn twice, uh, the Bucks. But we do not beat any bad teams. Right. I went to the to the Bulls game, my first game of the season over uh, over winter break, and we played the Houston Rockets, the worst team in the league. And, you lost. and of course, we lose. We lose that game. <laughs> my dad and I are there. We're having some barbecue. We're trying to enjoy a good time. No, they uh, spoiled it for us. Yeah. And so that this team is incredibly frustrating. We're going nowhere. I got. I have to be completely real. Like. The problem with the NBA is if you don't have a top 10 to 15 player on your team, you just don't have a chance. Or two. You need two of them, yeah, really. You just don't have a, t- a chance. And as much as I believe Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are good players, they, they're just not good enough. And the problem with this team is at the best, at our ceiling, we're probably a first-round team that loses against a Celtics. That's, that's the best-case scenario at this point. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Bulls management, if I was the GM of the Bulls right now, I trade DeMar DeRozan to a contender like the Dallas Mavericks or even the Clippers. Clippers would be a great fit for him. I trade Zach Levine if it's possible. Not a lot of teams are going to want to take his $200 million plus contract when he has been playing well recently, but he's he's an injury. He's an injury risk. And I say we tank for Vic. I really believe that we should do that. This team is not doing it. We've traded a lot of good players. We didn't know that they'd be good at the time. Wendell Carter Jr., we traded him as part of the Vucevic trade. He's better than Vucevic right now. And we had to give up a draft pick who ended up, I looked this up, 
the draft pick we gave up ended up being Franz Wagner, who oh, really? was going to potentially be an all-star, an all-star type yeah, of player at sick. some point. So we messed that up big time. At the time, we didn't know that. Wendell Carter Jr., and then obviously Lowry Markinen, another yeah. guy who's a fringe all-star. So we've just had bad luck with, with uh, developing players and letting them leave, and I'm scared that's going to happen with Patrick Williams, who has been wildly inconsistent. I see the talent there. He's only 21 years old, but he just doesn't seem like he's the right fit. But I think if we traded DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, maybe Patrick Williams could shine and show what he really has to offer. So I think we trade those guys. I think we blow this team up and we tank for Vic. Problem is tanking for Vic. I mean, I don't know if you're going to lose enough. I mean, then, you're, yeah, you're yeah. already you're already eight games behind Charlotte and, and Detroit and Houston. You're nine games behind the Rockets or ten and thirty. So, what about Scoot? Tank for Scoot? Yeah, I, I would say maybe tank for for you know one of those two guys. Maybe you package together something and move up. But this team's just not going anywhere though. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what's happening with Lonzo Ball. It's it's just a disaster. We're inconsistent. There's a couple good guys I like on the team. I like Io DeSumo. I like the p- potential of Patrick Williams, but no, nah, it's not it. Yeah, This team is not it. And you also got to remember, this isn't a, an NFL situation. Like, you don't have to have the worst record. You just have to have one of the worst records. Yeah, if, you're, mm-hmm. if you have one of the four worst yeah, records, you have the same percentage chance of getting that. Well, we, we actually, I believe we owe our draft pick. Our draft pick this year is, is a top four protected. So that's another right, reason right, to kind right, of tank. Right. Because if we don't get a top four pick, then we owe the... Who does they, it go to? I, I think it's Orlando again. Oh, really? We really got shafted in that deal. Jeez. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it is oh, rough. Man. TJ Sixers looking better, rounding into shape. You know, score buck fifty last night. Thirteen and three, their last sixteen games. You know, we went six weeks without Maxi, and that was tough. But he's back, and he's back to to balling. Um, I'm really liking this Sixers squad. It, again, though, it all it all comes down to the health of the big man. Because quite frankly, the Joel Embiid kind of disrespect is kind of strange to me when it comes to MVP. Because I was looking at a list the other day, and they were listing like Tatum and Luca and Joker and Giannis, and there was no mention of of of, of Embiid, and it's just kind of weird to me because this guy has proven that like when he's on his game and all things are just firing. How how do you defend Joel Embiid? How do you stop him? He's almost unstoppable. And the way he's been balling, you know, 34 points a game, 10 boards. You know, he's even dropping four, almost four and a half assists a game, man. And this guy, he if he stays healthy, and like a, we all know that's a big if with anything, but this team can go far as long as he can avoid – all those little weird injuries that, you know, keep coming to him, you know, like a broken face, you know, when he's catching an yeah. elbow or, a, you know, a bad hamstring or yeah. a quad or, Back you know, or his finger, you yeah. know. So who knows? But, man, if he can stay healthy, this team could go places. Yeah, just looking at the uh, MVP odds right now, it's um, Luca is now your favorite. Hmm. Luca's jumped. Jump Tatum and, and Giannis and Joker. Joker's second, uh, Giannis third, Tatum fourth, and then, and then there's kind of a big drop off. So like those top four guys are all four to one or better. So how uh, how how is Embiid not in the mix M- for this? Yeah. I don't understand. And then, it. I agree. And then Embiid jumps up to twelve to one. Well, Embiid hasn't played as many games. Maybe is that the reason? He's played twenty nine games out of forty. Forty. Twenty nine out of forty. That's to- I mean that's totally fine. Giannis has played thirty four. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't, th- I don't it, think there's ever been a closer MVP race with 
with the top four guys in league history. I've never seen this before. Yeah, especially this, you know, halfway through the year, usually there's like one guy who's kind of the clear-cut favorite and then a couple of guys kind of still in the mix. But, you know, you got top four guys who are basically the same odds. Yeah, and even you have a player like he won't win MVP, but you look at the stats of John Morantz, for example. John Morantz averaging 27 points and eight assists a game. Well, the thing about the league is now, I mean, you've seen – they're doing kind of some stories about it, but scoring is just out of control. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got eight guys averaging over 29, you know, five over 30. You know, LeBron, KD, and Mitchell are all in that 29-point-whatever range. And then Luca's at 34, Embiid's a hair under 34, Giannis a hair under 32. It's, it's just like it's out of control. Like Every single night, like we said, there's just somebody going off. And more than often than not, it's one of the superstars. Which is great. I, I love see. you know, it's kind of weird when a random person gets 50 points, but I want to see superstars go off, and we've really seen it this year. I don't know why Embiid's not really in the mix, TJ. Why is it, do you think, that he's I, not there? I mean, are we, are we at the point with Embiid almost like we are with Giannis, where you see, you know, this guy putting up 35 and 14, and you're like, okay, cool. Like, but have then, we gotten but, to the point where we just expect? Yeah, but then Giannis is right there in the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, he's got the same odds as Luka and Joker and Tatum. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't know, man. I, don't get I, it. I can't explain it. I don't know. I mean, I maybe because Philly's only the in the fourth slot. It's kind of strange. I mean, we got a better record than, than Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. You know, so explain that to me. They're the top two scores well, in the Luka league. Well, Luka is kind of a one-man team, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing out possibilities but yeah it's interesting uh then let's just say like halfway through the season adam who's your mvp you gotta go jason tatum he's never won the mvp before he's averaging 30 points eight rebounds the guy is the leader of the team that has the best record in the league he is an incredible talent top five player in the league he also has a great supporting cast with with jalen brown so you can't count that all out also but to me jason tatum is taking another leap and he's the mvp I mean, obviously, I like hearing that. TJ, what do you think? I mean, I picked Tatum preseason to win the MVP, and, you know, I'll stick with that pick right now. What about you? I, I love Tatum, obviously. I, I don't want to be a homer pick. I weirdly think it's Kevin Durant kind of right now, hmm. I, even though he's not in the mix either, TJ. He's, well, he's going to be out for about four weeks now. So Yeah, that's true. I think to this point, though, it's been him. Just the way Brooklyn was able to kind of keep it together and turn things because it really looked like their season was going to be yeah. an epic disaster True with that. the Kyrie stuff and you know Durant just balled out and they, they went on a hot winning streak they took what were they 11 and 12 they were 10 and 11 or something like that they were under 500 and then rattled off you know a massive winning streak and he does it just so it's in a weird way it's like LeBron or Steph Curry you just expect it yeah, I expect Kevin Durant to score 30 and have eight and, you know, five assists every night. But uh, he's been remarkable. But Joker, too, man. Like, I mean, dude's balling. There's a lot of ballers in this league, man. It's so, I, his I feel, MVP race is going to well, be impossible. I feel like – so I had have Tatum as my MVP, but in terms of, like, having the most magical season and having the most incredible games, it's Luka to me. Because yeah. some of these games he's had are just so I mean, ridiculous. Look, a 60 and 20 is absolutely stupid. Yeah, it's never before. It's one of the top 15 regular season games in NBA history. I mean, when you're talking about the last person to do something and it's and it's Wilt, 
like you're in kind of uncharted territory. Yeah. Well, so somebody put up a, an interesting thing on social media, just looking back at some of Harden's box scores with Houston. He had some fifty points, and it was dogs. just like, "Yo, we yeah. did we sleep on this?" Like I did. I was always pounding you the table all, you've, for James I, In your defense, you have always been a like James Russell Harden Like Russell Westbrook's guy. MVP season. We're gonna look back. You know, like I said, when we look back on the Oscars, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that doesn't age well." Russell Westbrook's like, "Oh, he got a triple double. That you're the MVP." That was such horse crap that he won MVP that year. James Harden got absolutely robbed. James Harden had some years in there where he probably should have had three MVPs. He should have had honest. three in a row, but it's like one of those things. You know? So it is kind of weird where you look at these Lucas stats and people are like, oh, this has never been done before. Well, all right, maybe not 60-20, but how about 58-17? and 17? Like, it's been close, you yeah. know? Yeah, no. Look, I mean, I love Luca. <laughs> He's so fun to watch. But he's in the Harden range of like, oh, he's going to dribble for 20 seconds and take a step back or dribble for 20 seconds and then pass to a guy in a corner. Can, they, three, make, can yeah. they make the three? You know, Dallas doesn't really have that much help around him, you know, all due respect. And so it's like when you talk about Dallas, it's how far are they going to go? Well, they're going to go as far as 77 takes them. You know, we'll you know, he, you know he is. owns Phoenix. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, can they play them in the first round again? <laughs> I don't know. I like Luka as MVP. I mean, he's kind of been the favorite every year coming into the season, and maybe now he can finally get one. I I, I like the kid. I think, yeah, the MVP, I think we all like him. MVP you race know. is going to be wild this year. It's going to be one of those things like it comes down to the last day. Remember, was it like 20-something years ago where David Robinson needed like 70 to win the scoring title, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he got it? Got yeah. like I, think, I think MVP is going to be something like that this year where it's going to come down to that last week of the season. Yeah, for sure. And you might be right. As much as uh, a great season that Jokic is having, I just don't see the NBA giving him the MVP three straight times. So he's had a special season. I just think he's probably eliminated from that, though. Because remember, like, back in the day when, like, Michael Jordan should have got the MVP in, I believe it was 1997, and they just gave it to Carl Malone just because (laughs) Jordan had won too many MVPs already. So I still think that that there's that type of bias where they just won't let a guy win three straight. Also, LeBron has, what, five MVPs? Probably could have like eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if the Lakers weren't so crap, like he could be MVP this year. LeBron's stats are incredible for for how old he is and and I what guess he's, he's got four. Uh, okay, a halfway point, real quick. NBA Finals preview. Who are you taking? That's. Uh, I'm going to go with Milwaukee Ooh, and Golden bad. State. Bucks can't stay healthy. TJ. Man, this is kind of early for this. But, I know it's um, a halfway point. I'm just we're just kind of like gonna check our work. I'm gonna say the. Me- I'm just throwing this out there. Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. Do it against the Boston Celtics. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna homer pick. Well, I mean that you would expect me to do that. So <laughs> I, zig- didn't, I didn't want to do it. Zigzag. You still think the Warriors are gonna? Be there, huh? I do. I was consistent with that team last year. I believe that they were going to. By the way, I take that back. I don't think the Grizzlies can beat the Warriors. Really? Man, I was. Nah, gonna, I was gonna. I kind of get what Adam's saying. Like I said to start with, as long as Golden State can like not have anyone's body parts fall off their yeah. body, they're gonna be there at the end. But I think some. I, I think some I'll, weird. I'll, I'll, I'll keep with that pick okay. until. For I think now, some so. weird magical stuff is going on with Denver. I'm gonna say Boston, Denver. And it's going to be like the least watched NBA Finals of all time. (laughs) (laughs)
Yeah, but that would be a fun series to watch. I think that would be super fun. Yeah. The two styles, too, really really would make for an awesome series. But let's let, let's let the world really get introduced to Denver basketball. Eh, who knows? All right, everybody, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Great talking to you guys this week. We're going to be back next week. It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. TJ, Adam, Peace. I'm Chris. Peace out. Later. Later.